Hey Confidants, it's Teresa, the host of You Can Tell Me Anything, the podcast you are listening to right now. If you didn't know and you just accidentally turned this on, this is the podcast where comedians confess something they've never told anyone before. This is a special episode. I recorded this while on the road at Limestone Comedy Festival, very fun festival in Bloomington, Indiana. Um, But basically I went there and I wanted to get as many of the talented comedians as I could on the podcast. So instead of just doing one guest, I interviewed several. Um, This is part one of two. I will be releasing the second part later this week as well, so look out for that. This episode has some very funny comedians. I'm very excited to have you guys hear all their confessions. Um, So without further ado, let's get into it. Thanks. You can tell her, you can tell her anything, she's a real good listener, you can tell her anything. This next guest is um, here all the way from Austin, we're recording at Limestone Comedy Festival, she'll be recording her album at Cap City Comedy August 11th, it's Jasmine Ellis. Hi, thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for being on, I know you just got into the festival. I did, I I just uh, got out of the shuttle, it was was, was like a a lift, shuttle, plane, car situation today, so. Well, you're glowing, so you you look well rested. Thank you. (laughs) I, I did a red eye and then I drove two hours from Cincinnati to here. Oh, goodness. So that was a lot. But but I feel okay. I feel I feel like it'll catch up to me right before I go on stage. So that, that'll be fun. <laughs> oh, no. We will, we'll do Red Bulls. We'll do, yes, we'll do Red Bulls. Smart. That's my idea of a drug. Um, Let's do it. <laughs> I, I don't think I've... I drink Red Bulls when I'm on overnight shoots, but they literally just make my entire mouth hurt because it's just like the... It's all that sugar. Sugar-free. I don't drink a lot of sugar. Oh. But the sugar-free is full of that fake sugar that's probably worse for you. That's probably true. Be better than me. Just (laughs) just don't make the bad decisions I make. Uh, Well, I don't know much about you, Jasmine, but is there anything you would like to tell me? Oh, um, okay. So it kind of occurred to me today because I was thinking, I'm an open book. Like, Mm -hmm. I tell everybody everything about myself. I don't really have secrets. But um, (laughs) basically, you ever lie about something? And then you just you you keep up that lie for so long that you like literally forget it's not true. Hmm. Me, uh, I have this weird thing with lying. Like it's, I it really bothers me to the point where I think it's a flaw for me. Yeah. Where like I I can't I can't stand holding on to any lies even if they're little ones. Mm-hmm. I have to tell people everything even when it hurts them. So. <laughs> I don't think so for me, but I know what you mean. So when I was a kid, I think I want to say, I want to blame my mom for this because (laughs) she would tell me it was like better to just like say something like, okay, if I didn't want blueberries I'd say, oh, I'm allergic. And if I didn't want milk, I'd say, oh, I'm allergic. And so when it came to dogs, I wouldn't say I was allergic. I, I, I want to say like when I was in like a first or second grade, because I was just scared of dogs. I didn't really have a reason why I just thought they were scary Big when you're in second grade. Yes. I just thought they were scary. And like, I'd heard about people getting bit. So I just Uh told people that my (laughs) uncle's dog bit me. Oh my God. And I like, like I had another scar, like it's like my ankle from like falling off a roller skate, but I would tell people it was from where the, the dog dragged me through the yard. Like I had this like elaborate story and it just occurred. And like, that was so far in my past, obviously, because I'm 30, that it just occurred to me today that, like, oh, that's not true. But you just, like, let a ton of people think that about you. To and the point <laughs> where did you almost believe it and then, like, a, yourself? A little bit where I was like, yeah, that's why I'm afraid of dogs because that thing happened with my uncle's dog. And I was like, no, that thing never happened with my uncle's <laughs> dog. Like, I, had, I was 
racking my brain about it like literally all last night. I was like, what haven't I told anyone? I was like, I don't think I've told anyone that was a lie. I don't think anyone who knows that story knows it's not true. I stopped telling that. Did your uncle ever hear the story? No. (laughs) No. What kind of dog did he have? He had a, um, a Rottweiler. Okay. We'll see. Then that's a little bit believable. No, no, no (laughs) discrimination against Rottweilers. They're just always uh, in cartoons, like mean bitey dogs. Yeah. And he had like, he had it on like a chain. Oh yeah. I feel like when you put the dog on the chain, the chain, the dog becomes meaner. Sure. Yeah. So (laughs) he had it like behind a fence. Like it was, everything was set up for the story. Yeah. It all checks out. And, and the Rottweiler can't give his side of the story. He's probably long dead too. I I actually, so now, Oh, the secret safe well except you just gave it away this is true. um i've never been bitten by dog my my twin sister though when she was when we were little like was obsessed with dog like uh every time we saw a dog she'd be like can i pet it and one time she petted a dog the wrong way and it bit her not hard but i think hard for a kid like she's fine but and i remember that and i was always scared of uh of petting a dog the wrong way because of that what is it see i'm so and I'm working on being less afraid of dogs because yeah. in Austin, you like you can't survive if yeah. you don't like dogs. They're everywhere. Austin, L.A. Like when I visited in L.A., everybody brings their dog everywhere. So I've like tried to condition myself <laughs> to be like. But I really think I've like made my own trauma worse by making myself more afraid. You've reaffirmed the narrative. Yes, by believing I was bit by this dog when I never was. I almost brought my dog here, but then I was like, no, that's too much. Um, I have a little dog. I don't know. I think I don't think you have to like dogs. I think a lot of people don't like dogs, but you're right. People keep quiet about it because there's this general consensus that you're supposed to like them. Um, obviously, I like dogs because I have a dog, but I did just get bitten by a dog. Not very hard, but it was like very ominous. I had just gotten broken up with and this, this dog bit me on my ankle. <laughs> It was an off-leash dog, and I was walking away. And I had my dog with me, so then I picked up my dog because I was afraid. This dog came running at us. Was it a big dog? No, it was small, little, but it had, like, reddish eyes. It was, like, not a happy dog. It was, like, a little shih tzu. Um, and it started running at us, and I thought it was going to come up to my dog. It probably was, but I picked up my dog, and then it nipped me on the ankle. And then I was like, this is so ominous. Um, <laughs> I'm terrified. I'm going to internalize your story. <laughs> you like I mean, it didn't like me. draw blood, but it did leave scratch marks and maybe a bruise. But it yes. was funny that it's my ankle because you, your, your fake dog bite was on your ankle. <laughs> yep. But where does this come from? So you, you say your mom told you early on to like spare people's feelings. I want to say, and who knows, I might be making that did up. Did she do that to you guys? No. Probably, probably, and probably never told. Uh-huh. But I know for sure she would just be like, oh, just say you're allergic if you don't want to eat something at people's houses. Okay. So I feel like that like little bit of like, if you have a good reason, it's better than just saying you mm. don't like something. I feel like not like, when I was little, and I'm, I don't think that way anymore, but I think it was, um, it felt mean to say you don't yeah. like something. Like you're rejecting it. And so you just don't want to, you don't want anyone to push further. So if you're allergic, they can't make you eat it. But where does that come from? It Do you feel like you really want people to like, like you? Cause I mean, that's not why I, 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 th- I think of that as like when I used to not want to hurt people's feelings, it was cause I almost was afraid that they would be mad at me mm-hmm. also that their feelings would be hurt. But there was a sense of like, Oh no, I don't want to be connected to them feeling bad. Was there a little bit of that? I think so. I think at like a, at a young age, when I still like really wanted people's approval, yes, mm-hmm. very much. Um, and that, <laughs> and like now, I don't really like care to get people's approval as much. So it really doesn't yeah. bother me if like 
like people are, are weirded out by my di- like I don't like barbecue and I live in the state of Texas so oh my god I love barbecue so I mean, <laughs> <laughs> right but exactly then you just have a moment where you're like I like it I don't cool like nobody thinks any less of you know yeah I think like for an adult uh, like you have to kind of come into your own and be like no it's okay to dislike things that other people like like it's yeah totally fine but I think when I was like lit I mean I was a really young kid when I made this shit up and then I just like, and then you just stuck to the lie <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. Do you feel comfort in having lies or does it feel like it's like a burden that you have to keep track of? When it's something, well, I can't remember the last time I lied, like recently. I can't remember yeah. the last time I lied about anything. I'm, I'm pretty straightforward. I'm more, I will keep in, I will omit information if I don't think it's the right time to bring up a conflict with someone. And that uh-huh. weighs on me. When I'm sitting here going, you fucking forgot my birthday and I think uh-huh. you're selfish and I want to tell you how selfish I think you are that bothers <laughs> me <laughs> that yeah. actually recently happened um, oh no <laughs> I, had a, I had a birthday luncheon at like three o'clock in the afternoon my friend said she overslept it and I was no like way. At 3 no way forgot <laughs> Um, but that weighs on me. It's been a long time since the lies weighed on me because I haven't had a reason to lie. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, I think that's, this came up on a recent podcast, this idea of like lying, not being a personal thing. It's like, like what I mean by that is like when someone lies to you, not to take it personally, because it usually comes from the person who's lying is actually thinking about themselves more. They're thinking about how to protect you or Mm -hmm. how to not hurt your feelings. They're not even thinking the big picture like people don't get like getting lied to. They're just thinking, oh, well, it's harmless. But um, I don't know. I think some people are better at getting lied to. This is something I've worked on. Like I'm not very good at getting lied to. I'm getting better at it. When was the last time you were lied to? Oh, I well, I get I don't know. I also think I even though I hate being lied to, I tend to gravitate towards liars a lot. Like in close relationships, um, and that might also have to do with my mom. Who knows? It's uh, <laughs> <laughs> always the mom's fault. But most Our of the time, moms. when people lie, they're not—they're li- not lying to you. They're lying to themselves first, and it's a lot of times they can't face their own truth. So then they're like, "Well, if I can't face this, I have to like this whole thing." They have to create this whole facade because otherwise, they have to reckon with this piece of them. And like obviously, with the dog thing, it's a little thing, right? It's not—it's not that serious. But it's like, oh, you just don't like dogs. But is there a part of that where you're like, oh, why? Everyone likes dogs, but I don't. I feel like I don't want to be looked at differently. So I'll just make up a thing that's beyond my control. I got bitten mm-hmm. instead of just being like, I just don't like them. Yeah, I think is for. I, I think that was absolutely the root. Just being like, I don't want to be weird or different. Mm-hmm. And and if if I had a trauma, like basically, it's like if something traumatic happens to you, then people respect it and it's the end. But yeah. if you're just dramatic, they try to change you or fix you. Yeah. So, yeah. I. Yeah, I um, lies are weird like that. They kind of become a part of your identity. I don't. I do take it personally when people lie to me because oh, it yeah? feels like they either don't respect me, mm-hmm. um, or they don't care about me. Yes, but I get it, it. All depends on the situation and why the person's lying. Like I lie to Uber drivers. And <laughs> that's that's something I do. Oh right, if you don't have a personal connection, I think it's fine to make up funny things with strangers. Like yeah. I used to go around and be like make up fake jobs all the time well yeah i just don't want to tell the lift driver i'm a comedian right and they're like tell a joke like i don't want to, you know what i mean um but you do take it personally when you get lied to are you good at spotting liars because you've done the little white lies yes. before uh because i, I 
my poor husband he doesn't lie but i ask a fuck ton of follow-up <laughs> questions all the time like he's lying uh-huh like i'm god when we first started dating too my favorite thing was oh you must have me confused with your other girlfriend like That's it would funny. be just just n- not even catching him in a lie just being a jerk but as like, a joke yeah if someone says something to me that doesn't really add up i'm so quick to be like wait if you were late because you had car trouble how did you get here at all like i and then they never have follow-up answers i'm like so you right. lied so i so you yeah <laughs> she's laughing at, so you lied comes out of my mouth a lot I'm yeah just, i feel like i get too ahead of people when they lie i'm like i already know you're lying by the way you're reacting like your behavior mm-hmm. and then i want to call it out but then i'm like oh, this person is going to be cornered and then make up a really dramatic lie. I'm, so then I just don't say anything. And then down the road, I just have all this knowledge of like, all these not lies. And then eventually I'm like, when am I going to bring up that I've known all along about all these things? And then I'm just sitting on it. And I'm like, this is probably a bad situation to be in. Right. That almost creates like a little, like like a like a subcategory lie in your life because you are lying I'm lying by, by believing it yes to not know i think you know that they know that that's you know. a real thing that i didn't reckon with for a long time but by believing a lie like by choosing to live in that reality i'm deceiving myself you know what i mean like by even like a simple lie like everything's okay even when you know it's not it's like i'd rather believe that even though i know it's not so i'll be like i will i will lie with you i'm gonna support your lie even though i know it's a lie and then you think if enough people believe it It'll just be the truth. That is interesting. Yeah, I don't know. I, I thought about it more and more lately because especially with like, you know, a liar in the White House, it's like... <laughs> like how casually <laughs> you said that. You but, said it like it was his job description. You know, a resident liar and she... <laughs> I'm sorry. No, no, so I mean, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess I didn't mean any disrespect, but kind of I did. But... No, uh, <laughs> sure. Disrespect him. Disrespect. No, but couch. like so blatant. That's the crazy thing. It's not even like... Like, even, like, George W. Bush lied about weapons of mass destruction, but that felt like a political lie. Like, still terrible, but, like, some people did, you know, you could buy it if you didn't have the intel. With our president now, he lies about stuff that's so obvious that you can immediately prove. Like, he'll lie about numbers where you're like, no, here's literally a graph of how you're wrong. Um, And it's crazy because people eat it up. And I've thought about it a lot because I'm like, why do people do that? I think it's a similar thing where it's like people want to believe it and they're like you know what i don't care if this is why this is the reality i want to live in so let's all just agree and agree and agree until we're in this like fake reality that we think is good we being people who support him not me but um because some of the stuff it's so obvious where you're like i think i think people want to join in on this illusion oh yeah oh yeah i think I think like 90% of Trump supporters who have like any modicum, just tiny bit of common sense, know everything he's doing is wrong right now. Yeah. But they're like, it's better for me to believe he's a good president than admit I was wrong. Yes. Or to fa- to reckon with that part of me that is like the hateful part, right? Because people just are like, we'll just believe everything he says that it's everybody else's fault mm-hmm. and that he means good, you know, even though clearly he's just like a tyrant. But then if you admit that he's lying, then you're also admitting like you want bad things. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like because he gives these reasons, like politically speaking, that are obviously not founded on reality. But he'll be like, oh, you know, the caravan or whatever. And he'll give reasons why he wants to build the wall and why he thinks like, you know, we need to like deport immigrants. And it's like it's not based on facts and it's not really you know, like very hum- uh, humanizing, mm-hmm. but he'll give a totally dumb like you know this gang is coming and then so if you believe the lie then you can be like well now i don't have to reckon with 
be just being a bad person. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. People want to believe his bullshit because then it gives them like fake evidence, fake yes. support. Like, well, it's not that I hate Hispanic people just cause I'm hateful. Right. It's because of these facts, like this information miss. Oh man. When a lie benefits your prejudice, people yeah. eat it up. If something like, I mean, like if I read a like, okay, if I read an article that said that ice cream made you lose weight, uh-huh. I would eat a bunch of ice cream <laughs> and say I was lied to, yes, even though yeah. I knew better. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would go with that delusion because it would yeah. make me feel good. Yes. Yeah. There's that's really interesting. Yeah, I don't really know what the answer. To, it seems like there's always going to be liars through all decades, and it's like maybe the balance of it. Because I, I don't think white lies are necessarily bad. I tr- tend to try to be as honest as I can, but sometimes it does uh, put tension. Like sometimes I'll say something. I'm like, oh, I don't think. So that person really wanted to hear that right now. Mm. And so I'm like, I need to learn more how to like gauge, you know, how to be gentle about certain information or how to withhold information that people don't want to hear. Um, but I tend to err on the side of like, what? No, go. I want to hear what you have have a question for you. Sure. All right. There's a little white lie that I think when was the last time you told a comedian they had a good set when they didn't? Oh, (laughs) um, white lie. Like, yeah, really hard to avoid. But I see, I think, yes and no. Yeah, I tend to say good set if they go up and it was fine. If someone clearly bombed, I'll usually, like, I, I, I usually won't say that, but I'll usually be like, great job. I'll try to say something nice. Like, you always be like, there's always one joke you like. Or if you already like the person, but they didn't do well, you can yeah. still say, like, I really like that new joke you're doing, or I think that you have something here. Um, but then there's people who like, liar liars, which I don't think it sounds like you're doing. You're doing things to get out of, um, like, uh, you know, interacting with, dogs that you don't like <laughs> but then there's liars who go so far as to say they liked a specific thing that they didn't even like do you know what i mean like there's people who like to um who like to be well liked so much that they're constantly like i need to compliment this person they might be like it's like i think of the mean girls uh scene where she's like oh my god i love your bracelet where'd you get it so specific but she's like i hate that bracelet i was at mother's day brunch and my false eyelashes were falling off my eyes and this girl goes i love her are those lashes they look so good nigga of course they're lashes (laughs) they're coming off my fucking face (laughs) i looked in the mirror later and i was like my eyelashes are falling oh no no you didn't like them and yes you knew they were fake that seems like being petty a little bit there (laughs) it was weird though because then she just like started a conversation with me about like makeup i think she just wanted to make a friend and it was like it was like a ton of people there and there was a super long line so she just yeah. wanted to be social and that was her opening line but you didn't like my lashes that's they were so falling off my face that's, well, well that's, that at least she liked you lying. so that's good <laughs> that was definitely the last time i was lied to my face for sure yeah 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 i don't know yeah this is super interesting is there um so you come you come clean about your uh not liking dogs yes um so is there any I, I was trying to say okay so sometimes at the end we'll be like i'm gonna absolve you of your guilt <laughs> so i don't know if there's a specific person you're thinking of that you told about the dogs or specific like you know play date that you didn't go to because there's a dogs but if you can think of one someone that you want to apologize to right now on this podcast about lying about the dog <sighs> who can i apologize to what? It's been so long <laughs> since I've told that story. I guess I apologize to all the moms who had sleepovers who had to put their dog in the backyard the whole party because <laughs> Jasmine was bit by a dog and was traumatized. <laughs> but then I don't apologize because right, the party you was didn't want that dog the there. Dog. Exactly. <laughs> and maybe someone who was shy and couldn't speak up 
also didn't like dogs so maybe they're secretly grateful <laughs> that makes me feel better thank yes. you well i absolve you of your sins you're forgiven thank you thanks for uh, sharing that and where can people find you, Jasmine? Oh, you can find me on all the things. On Twitter, I'm Jasmine C. Ellis. Um, but on Instagram, I am Jasmine Ellis Comedy. On Facebook, I'm Jasmine Ellis Comedy. I spell it J-A-S-M-I-N-E. Um, and uh, my website is jasmineelliscomedy.com. Cool. Thank you so much. Thank you. I'm sitting here with comedian Lael O'Shaughnessy from Chicago. Uh, we met at Limestone. <laughs> I'm so excited to have you here. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm a little hungover, like uh -huh. um, I yeah, I got got after last night. I haven't been drinking, and then I was mm -hmm. started drinking rose cider. <laughs> oh, is, I've never heard of that. It's like it sounds very cider. sweet. It's so sweet, and it was it was it was like a sipper, but I had to drain it, and it just started the night. So yeah, feel good. Went to McDonald's today. <laughs> Very exciting. It's pretty tight. Yeah. Um, uh, so you are in Chicago now. Mm -hmm. Is that where you grew up? No, I grew up in Connecticut, actually. Okay, cool. Um, and then moved to Chicago after college. And I love it there. It's nice. so great. Yeah. Well, Lil, I don't know much about you, but I'm excited to get to know you. Thanks. Is there anything you'd like to tell me? Yeah. Um, okay. So when I was a kid, so I love snacks, big, uh -huh. <laughs> big snacks gal. And when I was a kid, um, I would lo like love eating after school snacks. Like I would go and watch Cash Cab and uh -huh. then eat, <laughs> eat snacks. And my dad, so, okay. So one time I was eating Ritz crackers, right? I was like licking all of the salt, um, <laughs> off the crackers. And I, and then I like, so I licked all the salt off of all these crackers <laughs> and then I restacked them like in a kind of like a perfectly neat stack like they hadn't touched them I don't know why that I <laughs> that I did it <laughs> but I did and then my dad came up from working out downstairs and he had like a sweatband on <laughs> I don't know and then he um ate one of the Ritz crackers and he was just like huh <laughs> and walked away <laughs> like and then I never you didn't tell him I didn't tell did him did you put them back in the wrapper no, but it was like, it, like I had like, I would put crackers on a plate and like <laughs> eat them, you know, it was like oh, my snack. Oh, okay, so you put them back. Okay. And, I, and I put them back like perfectly stacked, so he had no <laughs> idea. He was just kind of like, that's kind of a soggy cracker. <laughs> <laughs> and I just watched it And you didn't stop, you watched it. And it was like, and I like, the shame of it is like sticks has oh stuck with God, me. Oh my God, clearly. Was like, I was like, why was I like being such a little psycho and like just like licking the salt? I mean, I do love licking the salt and like off chips and <laughs> Stuff like I love, like licking like nacho cheese off of like the Doritos yeah, no, and it's stuff. Good. But um, I don't usually like put them back, and I don't know what <laughs> I don't know what like motivated me to do that. How old did you say you were? It's probably like twelve. Okay. Oh, okay. I, I, enough. I was to picturing know, younger. Okay. No. <laughs> enough to know that I was probably doing something weird and fucked up, you know. And I had a lot of shame about food, like uh -huh. my mom, because I grew up in Connecticut, and everyone there is like you know rich and um uh -huh. they care about that a lot like my mom cared about it a lot and then um like i remember one time i was i like i would sneak food so i was like i snuck like m&ms and i was eating m&ms and my mom and gave me like gave me a kiss on the cheek and she was like i smell chocolate <laughs> and i was like ah. wait what does the rich have to do with eating snacks 
I don't like because everyone there was like so hot because they had like plastic surgeons. Oh, this is very so, like superficial. So superficial. Okay. And like you, you know, you want to, you want to sure. have a family like, that looks like a certain good. idea of what status certain, is. Exactly. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I was just always a little chubster, and I <sighs> loved eating sex. So like anything like that with food, and my parents like, I just, I just remember. So she like, was like passive aggressively being like, yeah, she you're was snacking. Like, I smell chocolate. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. And I would like my dad one time was like, you're really going to town on those Pringles. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of fucked up, I guess. Well, maybe you were <laughs> trying to get at him subconsciously. Maybe. Was there part of you that while it was happening, like wanted to see him like humiliated? <sighs> I don't know. <laughs> Man, I never thought about that until just now. Maybe. Maybe. Because did you feel inside. like humiliated it, it, when he said stuff to you like that? I think so, but like not aggressive. He was just like you know in the way that parents just like microaggressions. Yeah, but like nothing, nothing crazy. But I just I me, mean, yeah, maybe that was my little rebellion, my little way of getting back. There's it's a little. <laughs> I mean, I'm not sure if that's exactly what it is, but it does sound like there's a little bit of. Well, I think when you're so young, you're also testing just limits of like people's reaction just to see how much control you have over your world around you. Yeah, because I know like little kids will sometimes play pranks or do mean things just to see if they can hurt someone, not because they're, like, sociopaths. I think anything under, like, you know, when you're under 18, well, 16 is kind of pushing it, but like mm-hmm. 12, I think, is okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, when kids do stuff like uh, try to get a reaction, by being mean just to get a reaction, mm-hmm. they're just trying to see how much control they have over their world. Huh. And then they learn that it feels bad or that, ideally, if you're a well-adjusted person, you learn it feels bad mm-hmm. to do that, mm-hmm. I don't want to hurt people, and then you don't do that as an adult. Yeah. And then people who... I mean, I do it and like it, <laughs> continue to do that as they go. And then that, and then that's a problem. Um, yeah, I mean, I, um, I don't lick, um, Ritz <laughs> salt off anymore with putting it back. I do still do that. I mean, Ritz crackers are like so buttery and amazing, but I feel like it's like part of the whole experience to like eat the whole crackers. So, like, I don't even know. I don't think the crackers where are my, where, where, where you're, at. where you're, uh, getting caught up here. Right. Cause I think there's something about watching it happen and then not saying anything and maybe yeah. a little bit in, cause you could have told him at any point. But you didn't. I could. I've. I've t- you know. Maybe he'll hear this. Maybe he'll know then. <laughs> I mean, I, I. I think the the crime itself is not a bad crime. Your your dad. You're from his DNA. Yeah. Uh, and I don't think a little slobber yes, would, would hurt yeah, him. But I just remember being like, I just like kept me up at night. Like, sure. Yeah. Because like, you felt like, like you I, lied to him. I did something bad. I did something mm-hmm. really bad. <laughs> and it wasn't even that. You know, it's weird. Did you ever? <laughs> were Were you always like a tell the truth, or did you ever like? get in trouble for lying or anything as a kid i like would lie i feel like i lied a lot like mm-hmm. i but not like any anything malicious i was just sure. kind of like oh i can lie and like just yeah. kind of, not to like get away with anything i would just like i would give stories like that i would say like i would if i said something funny at school i would like tell my parents that my friend said it because i was like I, oh, didn't really? wa- I didn't want to take i didn't want to like brag it's like an opposite <laughs> lie like yeah, most I people would, would i would do tell like, them the, would have their friends say something and then say that happened to me. Yeah, like, I would like I would do that kind of just like a little cover ups, like stuff like that. So and I would and I like hated that I was doing it, but I was like, I don't know why I'm doing this. And then I found this article or not an article. My sister like wrote an essay on uh-huh. her computer and about me being a pathological liar. And because I was like a but kid. You? Yeah. But it, like as I, when I was like four, like how I would like lie about things. Uh-huh. And I just remember it was so sad. And she was like, it was satire. And I was like, I don't know. 
house. But wow, I'm a lot sad. of passive aggression in your family. <laughs> yeah, and my family's cool too, but it's just like these are the moments, the, you sure, know, the sure. moments that stick with you. Yeah, I mean, I, I think what's really interesting about your story is that it's so simple and it's like a moment that like by itself is just like eh, easy to let yeah. go. But obviously there's more, there's something deeper that you hung on to, right? It's that yeah. idea of like for this one moment you were able to have this power of knowledge over your dad. Yeah, I did. And but I then you still, felt guilty but for guilty wanting to have it. But I still, I mean, I, I've never told him. I bet I could tell him he would laugh. He's, <laughs> but he would be like, you probably knew now. or not. or <laughs> Yeah, maybe he knew. Maybe he knew that I'd done it because he tasted like a saltless Because do you think cracker. he would have really cared? No. I mean, he might have been like weirded out, but that's, that's, the mo- <laughs> that's the most it could be, right? And I've been whole- and then now I'm like, well, now I have to, it's been years. <laughs> but you describe yourself as weird a few times in this uh, conversation, which I, I used to do that too. I mm-hmm. used to say I, I was weird. But I'm curious, uh, what made you think you were, like, did you think your whole family was weird or you just always felt like an odd one out? Like everybody is mm. going to think like this way of thinking is like it seems like there's like a little bit of shame in like well, the I way was the youngest by like a lot my yeah. brother was 10 years older and my sister was seven years older so they were just always like old and when you're a kid and don't know what's going on you can feel like you just like don't yeah. know anything you know and you feel that's that's the only way I felt kind of like like the oddball or whatever because I was yeah. just like so much younger even still I'm like I feel like I have to be where they are at right now I'm like yeah but they're like adult like they you know they've been yeah. in adulthood for 10 7 years you know longer yeah. than I have so but also as you get older you realize being weird is everybody is so weird and the the people who are able to talk about their weird stuff mm-hmm. are actually way more well adjusted because totally. it's all that like this real psychopaths are the ones who seem so normal and happy and you're like there's a lot of shit they're not dealing with. Yeah. They're we not all have like these little icky shames that you're like, why do I feel like shame yeah. <laughs> about this? And it doesn't even matter. And it's like, and then everyone has it or versus like, like, Oh, I, yeah, I have this weird thing that I'm like, has carried with me. I love it. <laughs> and that's why this is a fun podcast. Cause I'm sure you get, yeah, no, I'm really, I, I like that story a lot. I, and I think it's definitely, um, it's, uh, it's a good one to share cause it, it talks about family and how you grew up, but also, it's a, so, such a simple thing that it's not like yeah. if you were to be told, tell me you licked a thing that I ate, I'd just be like, okay, <laughs> like, it's fine. Like, <laughs> right now, you wouldn't, it's not the thing itself. It's yeah, like the it's idea the, that for this moment, you you were like pushing your limits a little bit. Yeah, and it was like, and it's frozen in my memory for, what, you know, <laughs> for whatever reason. Does talking about it make you feel a little bit better? Yeah, I, th- I think it's funny now. I'm like, yeah, yeah it's just kind of like, what an odd little moment that I, has stuck with me, you know? Yeah. Well, I'm going to forgive you. Thank you. For, uh, for making your dad eat your licked Ritz crackers. Savvy cracker, yeah. And, uh, and honestly, you probably saved him some sodium. Yeah. There's probably too much sodium on this crackers anyways. Yeah, I love so sodium. You, you're just looking out for him, I think. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think that he, he was, he's older, so he needs, he needs to watch his diet. He's, he's great. Um, well, thank you for sharing that. Thanks so much for having me. It's Where can fun. people find you? Um, I am at Lael Oshag, L-A-E-L-O-S-H-A-G, right? <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't you know. tell that, me. That <laughs> <laughs> it felt wrong. It's like, I, it's like, I, my last name is long, is O'Shaughnessy, so like it's hard to spell. And it's and I, in the like O'Shag, there should be a U. So sometimes, but I took it out to oh, make it okay. easier. So um, and so I just got thrown <laughs> thrown off as I was spelling it because um, it's not how you spell it. But yeah, L A E L O S H A G. So follow follow Lael, um, and thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me. Appreciate it.
I'm sitting down here with Mike Carroza. He's such a funny comedian. Um, I'm so excited to see him here. We've met before, but we're at Limestone now, and he has a show at Just for Laughs in Montreal in July. So if you're going to be up there, go check it out. Um, yeah. Everybody from L.A. leaves to go up there, so I know <laughs> some of you will be going. So definitely go check him out. What's up, Mike? Not much. I'm happy to be in Bloomington. It's surprising here. I didn't expect what we have. Like, it's such a fun <laughs> little downtown core, and everything is yeah. like right around the corner and everybody's supportive and nice around this festival it's just been very cool it's very charming yeah. i like it a lot yeah um well mike is there anything you would like to tell me i uh, i would love to tell you about um a fear of mine uh it's one that i get a lot of like perplexed looks for when i have to like ha i don't like bringing it up because it's i'm afraid of styrofoam that's just i'm gonna i'm afraid of styrofoam it's a okay. fear i have had for a long time and it de definitely developed because i remember vividly unpacking like some gaming console and it was filled with styrofoam <laughs> and i did not flinch or anything uh-huh and i remember knowing that that was okay back then that was then the last moment you remember being okay with it yeah and i don't remember i i, I don't know of any time after that where huh. it was okay um so it's not just because when you said styrofoam i thought styrofoam cups but it's just in general um this the kind of styrofoam that like pa um packaging peanuts Packing pe oh don't get me started oh I'm I just got really anxious really oh uh, I'm so sorry it's fine that's I I chose to tell you about this uh, <laughs> it's a weird fear it's one that like I a lot of like it's not the weirdest but yeah there are people mean, are afraid of holes there's holes people, everywhere yeah everywhere there's holes on humans exactly there's multiple on everybody yes and then you've also got I knew a guy who was in a band who was afraid of the ocean uh -huh. and mustard. But, and mustard. Right, it's a weird combo, but it's, you know, that's what he's uh, afraid of. And he, so as a band, they met up and they were like, we want to do uh, a shoot for this this album. And yeah. we want to go out to the beach and <laughs> shoot uh, a photo of us with like just in the water. And the he was the drummer and he was like, no, for a while. And then eventually he was like, you're right, it would be cool because it's a concept album about the, the tides and whatever. <laughs> It's, he's yeah. afraid of the ocean. He has this like, album well, about the tide. He's like, I'm playing the drums, you know. Oh he's gosh. like, I'm into the music. I, I, <laughs> you know. So he was like, I'll do it. And then they were like, look, I, we know that you're saying yes now, but we need to let you, we need you to know, like, we're doing it if you're saying yes. It's like, yeah, I'm good for it. It's like, we're, oh gonna, we're packing mustard with us on this trip to make sure you come. And it was like, that is not a Wait, good why? relationship. Because so they, then, like, over, like... So mustard Exposure packets, therapy? Somewhat. So if he was too afraid to get in the water, they would like pull out a mustard packet and just hold it near him. And he'd be like, okay, I'm getting in the water. It, they're not great friends now. Oh um, but yeah, that's like, a, <laughs> yeah. So like fears are all over. Like I, I know, uh, I have a, uh, I went to school with somebody who's like a globophobe, which is fear of balloons. Two people that actually I went sense, to school with. That makes sense because they pop. And yeah. I, if you're a young child and you were... Yeah. Around one when it popped unexpectedly, I could see that sticking with you. Well, you know what? One of my friends described it, uh, told me how she, she figured it out. She, like, did a deep dive into herself. She was like, I know why. And it was because it was um, my aunt's birthday party, like, two weeks before my grandfather died. And he was just having fun on the couch popping balloons. And I guess my brain.
brain oh. associated that with him passing. Oh. And I was like, yep, that'll do it. That'll yeah. do it. And then my other friend, who is also afraid of balloons, she was just like, don't know, don't care, it hurts. I don't like it. <laughs> and that's kind of how I feel about styrofoam. I don't know how it happened. I don't know when it happened. When was All the earliest you remember being afraid of it? God, I don't know. I, I really can't, I can't find it. Um, the furthest back I can think of is I was like, not even a teenager. Yeah. And I was, there was styrofoam in this box and I would, I just fearlessly pulled it out. And like, I will avoid places that have styrofoam packaging. There's one exception I make, which is uh, in Montreal. It's the best place to get poutine called Patatanjou. It's in uh, the east mm -hmm. end of Montreal. Will you visit it if you're there? No, it's in like a, a <laughs> suburb uh, area, but it's the best Italian poutine you'll ever have. And that's just like meat sauce instead of gravy. It's delicious. Oh. You're welcome. Sounds great. Let's it, go right now. It is so good. Um, but it, they package in styrofoam. Oh, wow. I wear, uh, <laughs> I wear gloves or pull my sleeves over my hand if I have to move anything and I have to have headphones on. So it's a t tactile fear. And an auditory fear. So oh. I, if I see it and I know it's going to move, uh, I will block my ears or avoid it. And I work at uh, a, a retail store that shall not be named, but it's a fruit that makes phones. You got it. And <laughs> so I work at this place where they package their biggest item in styrofoam so it's a big box you open it up oh, and there's okay. styrofoam inside so whenever somebody sells a product that wants to be that needs to be set up in store or they need to bring it in for some sort of troubleshooting uh, if the person brings that item and opens it up there is styrofoam packaging in the store and I will have to move to the other end of the store wow. or I will just like let my boss know I'm off the floor for a bit they'll be like why and I'll be like fear and they'll be, they don't know why what's the feel can you describe the feeling is it just general anxiety or is it like acute uh, it's definitely heightened anxiety. Like, uh, it feels like the, on the verge of a panic attack. I definitely cried because of it before. Really? Uh, even thinking about it for extended periods of time. Like, I know m myself well enough to know that I'm going to have to take a moment after this. Like, oh, my gosh. It's not... I don't get it, and I don't think I will, mm -hmm. but that's the definition of a phobia. It's an irrational fear or anger towards oh, something. Sure. Yeah, so it's like, I, it can be irrational. It makes no sense to me either, but that is what this is. So for me, it's like, I, I freak out around it. If I touch it, I scratch at my fingertips until I can't feel oh, it man. anymore, and I can feel it for a while. Like, it got to a point where I started bleeding from one finger, and I needed to stop, but it still felt like it was there, and uh -huh. it was just a bad day. Have, um, have you ever uh, been like like covered in styrofoam like as a kid? Like no, like no. I'm thinking like maybe if you were like buried under a lot of styrofoam or something. Uh, no, I can't think of anything. I know when I, um, you know what? Now that I'm thinking about it, I was at a couple parties where people were drinking out of styrofoam cups and being okay with it, but then the moment somebody would chew on their cup, I was out. Yeah, even and you saying that now, I'm like, am I afraid of styrofoam? <laughs> I don't like that feeling. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, people will be like, oh, yeah, the sound. I don't like the sound either. I'm like, it's cool that you don't like it, but I need you to understand how severe yes, this it's can like be. Anxiety. It's, um, I remember this one time, I've been working at this company for a long time, so, yeah. and I switched branches, like, to Toronto. I was at the Montreal store, and a, a dear friend, he's a sweet, sweet guy, and uh, he didn't know about it. But somebody in, it, like, somebody who I had to just tell because I was like, I have to go to the back to answer phones because the where I was zoned at, they were like, there's 
plenty of styrofoam. And I was uh-huh. like, I can't be on the floor right now. They're like, what would you like to do? I was like, well, I'm, I'm not going to go home because I need the money. And they're like, find a solution. I was like, great. I'll go to the back and answer phones and have whoever's there cover me on the floor. They're like, great. So I go back there and I tell whoever it is. They're like, why? And I'm like, I'm afraid of styrofoam. Can you just fucking go out there? And they're like, that's stupid. And then he told somebody in the repair room to without like just hey it's gonna be funny go over to Mike and bring two blocks of styrofoam and rub them together next to him and uh, he was like okay is this like an inside joke he's like yeah it's a bit of an inside joke and so he like so the the nice guy (laughs) came over and did it while I was on the phone with a client (gasps) and I (laughs) I ducked under the the table hit my head on the way down oh my god uh blocked my ears immediately started bawling he had to pick up the phone and go like oh uh, we don't uh, we something's come up and like hung up the <laughs> phone and i don't remember the rest of the day from that point um that's such a shitty thing for your coworker to do yeah it was not cool i'm having a moment right now and it's gonna happen i'm fine with it we don't have to move on from anything i am aware of no, myself you should feel the things yeah I re- don't block them out but yeah, I was. Um, I mean, I have to talk about it to people. I have to tell some people, but I don't like to bring it up if there's no reason to. Oh right. Like if somebody's like, if I ask at some, uh, I had to ask somebody if there was styrofoam takeout packaging at a place here and yeah. here at the festival, and I was like, is uh, is your takeout packaging styrofoam? They're like, uh, yeah. And oh, I was so like, even the boxes to go boxes can't touch them. That's why the poutine thing is. Oh I man. Need, yeah. Um, That's rough. A lot of the chicken and rice carts. I used to go to New York, have styrofoam. There's a lot of things that in places that have styrofoam. It's almost all styrofoam. Um, I okay, so like let's say so I was with somebody and he was like, Well why don't why don't we just have here? And I was like, Oh, they use styrofoam. I was like, Oh, so you're like you don't like styrofoam? I was like, Nope and that was it. Do you bring your own So stuff? I don't have enough foresight for that. I'm an yeah, idiot. No, I that wouldn't want to carry around a bowl either. Yeah, and then you're like <laughs> anyway. Um I think so. I've told it to some people, like, we, you know, Shane Torres. Mm-hmm. He's he has that show about him conquering your fear on Comedy Central. Oh my gosh, yeah. Uh, on YouTube, it's so funny, and uh, we t- he talked about it. He was like, "Would you ever be interested in something like that?" And I was like, uh, "No." I couldn't do it. He was like, it's like an immersion therapy thing, and we'd get there slowly. I was like, first of all, I don't know how you can ramp up the styrofoam. It's just like one thing, and, it's, <laughs> and it happens, and it's just like um, I. At the end of every episode, he says, are, are we still friends? And I'm like, I don't think we could be. Oh, <laughs> my would, God. It would, it would hurt me. And Shane is like a brother to me. And I don't, I, I, I think it would take a long time to, <laughs> yeah, it's just like, it's not good. But I guess I mean, it's like. I mean, also terrible for the environment. It's not good so. for anything. But yeah, yeah uh, a lot of places still use it. Like we went for ice cream, like a group of us from the festival. We were like, there's ice cream down the street. And we're like, no fucking way. Okay. And so we went for ice cream and I had to calibrate my choice because they only had styrofoam, styrofoam. flavor. Um, no. No. <laughs> 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 he just shuddered <laughs> visibly. Yeah. Uh, styrofoam ice cream. Oh, for the little bowls the okay bowls. yeah Ooh, yeah yeah That's so it was right. like i was gonna do like a blizzard type thing but even their cups oh, were no. like large styrofoam cups and i was like i get it local place it's cheaper or whatever but i i was just like i can't do it and if anybody here gets a styrofoam thing i'm gonna have to walk away because they're gonna be scraping at it with yeah. the spoon and do you feel <sighs> anxiety going out into the world because it's so common for styrofoam to pop up that you're like at any corner it could be there or are you like 
are you how, are you able to um, kind of mute the fear so that as soon as you see it, you're like, I will walk away and and get ahead. I it's been long enough for me to be able to do that. Okay, I can walk away. I don't I don't fear anything going out. But there, so these you know what. I, in the spirit of the podcast, because I'm realizing there are two facts about this that I haven't told anybody that, like, never uh-huh. even spoken once. Because the, st- the styrofoam fear, I've had to tell people. Sure, of course, but yeah. this is definitely... So, two stories. First one is this... I live in Toronto, and the, w- the weather there in the summer gets real hot. It's really nice. I live on the third floor of a building. Heat rises. We live above a bar. It burns in the uh-huh. summer. I had just moved there, and my roommates were, like, too lazy to get an air conditioning during the couple years they were there, and they were kind of like... We're not going to do it until we need it. And yeah. then they needed it. And they were like, nah, I don't think we're going to do it. We're just going to wait it out. And I moved in and I was like, air conditioning now. Uh, yeah. I can't do this anymore. And I went out and I got a fan to sustain us while we were waiting for the air conditioner to be delivered. And uh, the fan came in styrofoam packaging. Oh, my gosh. And I didn't know about it. And I brought it I brought it home. My two roommates were out of town. Uh-huh. And so I was like, I have to do this. So I wrapped two T-shirts around my hands, and I had my headphones in blasting music, and I tried to do it. Um, Do you want me to take care of that? There's a spider on the wall, and I am... I I was going to tell you about my spider fear, uh, and wow, so a spider literally just crawled over the wall. But I want to hear the rest of the story, and then I'll tell you. Um, so I, I did it. I got it out, but wow. I screamed the entire time because I thought I was home alone. Oh, my God. But one <laughs> what I didn't know was that my roommate's partner, um, <laughs> like, we knew we gave her a key. We gave them a key. Uh-huh. And uh, and I should have known that it was entirely possible, but I had no idea they were there, and I just was like screaming the entire At time. At no I was point doing did they it. come out and check on you. <laughs> no, I don't know what they were thinking. Oh but, my god! Uh, but I found out later, and I was like, uh, "I'm okay. It was just styrofoam." And they were like, "I was," I was like, "He's working through something." <laughs> and then. <laughs> uh, and then um, Actually, I don't think I, I didn't succeed. I didn't succeed. I you didn't, didn't get it out. It. Oh, wow. I did a little bit and then I was like, no, too much. And then uh, and then Shane got home and he did it for me when I was like, I got to take Aww. a walk and you do it. Uh, that'll happen for like when we get takeout and I forget to ask. Yeah. Um, or like sometimes they just put it in styrofoam even if you've been there. Anyway, this is the, the second story that happened. Okay. That is actually pretty funny in retrospect, but also like my worst fear. Uh, not my worst fear. My worst sure. fear is still Alice. Uh, the uh, the losing like <laughs> al- Alzheimer's. Oh, Alzheimer's. Ooh, losing uh, your memory. Yeah, I'm yeah. really afraid of that too. But also, once it happens, you won't know. So. Oh God. It's kind of like a curse that. That's a curse that solves itself. Solves itself. Yeah. Ooh, I can't. It would. Uh, it's my worst fear. What's um, your so what is, what's your second story? The second story is I was walking down my street. Uh, mm-hmm. Nice day, nice breeze, and at one point, uh, like somebody had like put some, their trash out, and the wind picked up, and like this gigantic piece of styrofoam started uh, chasing me. Oh my god! <laughs> and I, was, I had to run because uh, I, I didn't have my headphones in that day. Oh wow! Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was not, it was oh, not a good time. Uh, so yeah, that's uh, a funny it's visual like, though. It's not supposed to. <laughs> Sure. I mean, it does sound like it's like a a fear, not just like, oh, I don't like this. It's like it's like debilitating when you're around it. Uh Yeah, it's Um, not great. What what you you remind me of my I used to be so terrified. I still have the fear, but I did kind of conquer it a little bit. Mm. Um, But 
when I was a kid, I remember catching spiders for my sister. Like there was a time when I wasn't yeah. afraid, and it's very distinct in my head because I remember she was afraid uh-huh. and I wasn't, and I would catch them for her. And I was very young, and then I don't remember what happened in between, but all of a sudden I remember being deadly afraid of them. Like if they, if I, I saw one, I would like have a panic attack. I would like climb, shimmy up the side mm-hmm. of like doorways if there was one on the floor, and just be like mm-hmm. get it, get it, get it, and like. I was so scared. Um, it feels weird. But it's weird to be like, where did that come from? Uh, even now, I'm like, there is a dead spider in a napkin on the table. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. But I, I can like uh, mute it a little bit now. Uh, yeah. But, but yeah, it's weird how fears. It's like, where does it, it come from? It just kind of happened. Know. It just happens. It's like part of me is like, did I make this up? No, I where bet there I? is <laughs> a deep down some sort of, and it might not even be as significant as you think, like, but it is probably connected to a s- specific memory that like uh, some sort of emotion that clicked. Um, which is, you may never find it. You might be able to find it one day, but um, it doesn't matter because now yeah. you've learned now how to manage it. it. Uh, yeah, well. I got to say, like, the first episode of this season of The Bachelorette, there's a guy that came out of a box. Like, <laughs> Even seen it on TV? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, it was a bunch of packing peanuts, and they were, like, all moving. Wow. And I had my headphones in. What about, like, Toy it. Story animated packing peanuts? Because there's... I can... Can okay, you do that? So I can dissociate with... Fully. Okay. <laughs> like I, I talk, no, no, like, but they have. I th- feel like there was an, a scene when there's like animated, and they're like someone comes out of a box. Oh, I mean, I don't. I didn't register. I haven't seen those those movies in a long time, and gotcha. I don't remember that at all. Okay. Uh, I mean, I bet if I. <laughs> okay, here's an example of a movie at the end of the Flat Earth documentary <laughs> on Netflix, which I highly recommend. I've seen it too many times. It is a fucking blast. It is so. <sighs> anyway. Um, there's, there's a guy doing a test that he failed over and over again and he's doing the test. And at the end, he's like, well, we just got to make the hole big enough for the light to travel through. And if it does, then we're good. And what they're using is like a styrofoam wall. And at the end, they use an, an, a knife to cut through it and it's during the credits. So you're like watching, you're like, okay, what's happening? And then the credits are like popping oh, in no. and then popping out and then back in. And it's one of these shots where it cuts back in and the styrofoam is already being cut. Now you like, I... I threw my iPad. Um, oh my god! I uh, yeah yeah damn yeah. I skipped the ending now, but wow. Yeah, I couldn't. Um, oh. I can watch that part, but I. Well, do have the a spoiler lot of is that, that the Earth is flat, so you missed that. But I mean, uh, let me tell you, <laughs> I do have a lot of opinions on this flat Earth thing. If you want to discuss <laughs> this vid- this movie with me, I am available to talk about it. I will not stop talking about it. I did an episode of the Boogie Monster live in yeah. Pittsburgh, and I talked about it there for a long time. It's um, um one of our former guests, Joe. Um, uh, um, uh, Kozala, his friend made that documentary. Um, yeah, really? well, we can talk about more about it after, but um, we do have to wrap up. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. I no, no, no. I this is super interesting. I'm really glad you shared this, and Thanks I hope it didn't me. stress you out too much. No, I'll be fine. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'm just gonna I'm gonna shake it off. It's like okay, yeah. good. Well, there's no styrofoam in this house. I looked. So, oh, thank God. Um, thanks so much, Mike. Where where can people relief. find you? Uh, I'm online on everything at Mike Carroza That's M-I-K-E-C-A-R-R-O-Z-Z-A And uh, yeah, find me at Just for Laughs this summer Uh, Outdoor stage, free show Amazing And then look out for other fun stuff Because it's coming and I can't talk about it yet Sweet Bye-bye